Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I am Jillian Landis, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. Um, we are super excited to go live today. This is good a morning. first for us. So good morning. Um, yeah. Good morning. <laughs> so I'm Jillian, no, no longer Landis. So that's a new thing that I should probably announce to the group. So I'm now Jillian Aurora. My last name changed last week. I decided to make my own name instead of carrying around um, the name of a lot of different men that I've never really felt like it was my own. So I am now Jillian Aurora and that means goddess of the dawn because I am super excited to bring in a whole new wave and era of freedom and individuality and um, we need more goddesses on the planet. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> And I'm Marie Wallace. <laughs> yeah. So this is my lovely co-host. Um, I, I love having conversations with you. We have fun. And this is all about brave heart conversations. This is all about being authentic and brave in what we have to Real. say. Yeah. Honesty. And sometimes mm -hmm. that means that we... We discuss some really difficult things. Sometimes that means the difficult things we discuss take our relationships in a different direction. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe, as I know Marie does as well, that having those brave conversations and um, being willing to put everything on the table, being willing to be honest, is a much more free and joyous way to live life. Yeah. So that's what we're about. It only levels you up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to Braveheart Conversations. Today we're going to be talking about divorce and the taboo of divorce, that it has um, been demonized for a long time. I remember when I was a child, um, I remember lots of people, especially in the religion. Yeah, in the in. religious, yeah. Um, it was just a horrible thing that the divorce rate was 50%, and it was an indicator that we were on the downward uh, you know, we were yeah. lost as a country, yeah. and um, it, it was it was really an awful thing to be divorced. And so Very I, taboo. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the positives of divorce, that it's not always a bad thing. And um, so, yeah, let's yeah. jump into that. We both have some experience in this realm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Marie, why don't we start with you? I know you've been divorced uh -oh. a couple of times. <laughs> I've been Let's divorced once now. So, what are the positives that you've seen in your divorces? What what good things came out of that? Well, first of all, it's really hard. The, on the second divorce, I just remember, speaking of religion, on the second divorce, I remember walking up to church with two children, and it was pretty devastating because you felt like all these eyes were looking in on you and burning into you. And, and I had a really strict religious background, so I felt like a lot of judgment and a lot of um, shame. And I just want to address that. There, there, definitely are, there definitely are some big moments of shame and disappointment and frustration and, you know, disappointment that... I couldn't work it out. So there's those those feelings. But on the other side, 
uh, last week we talked about making room for relationships that really honor us and serve us and um, those were journeys that's part of the journey and I needed those journeys and experiences nothing to say anything on either of the people I was married to because we all are in it together and we all have our own share of why it didn't work and um, I just I, I'm able to look at it from an eye of learning mm -hmm. and those lessons taught me that I could have a relationship that worked better mm -hmm. and it could have been just that we weren't compatible because that's sometimes it as well the communication was off um, the the journey we we had different values different ways of being that weren't the same and so now I'm in a relationship and we I've been in this so to say after two divorces I've now been with the same person for t almost 25 years and it we communicate and we have amazing rules of engagement that's what we call it some good communication some great values an awesome connection we still date every week and our girls love our relationship as well because then it's just an honoring it's I think that's the greatest gift from that we both honor how we are in the world and he's supportive in all the things that I do and I'm supportive in the things that he does and so now it gets more intimate and more spiritual and so you get to have a deeper relationship and you just it's always a journey it's mm -hmm. always a journey yes so. and just so you guys know, like I know Joe. Everybody should know Joe. Yeah, he really he's is a great the best guy. guy. He is a great yeah, guy. Yeah, great sense of humor. He's, and he's married to a pretty great gal too. <laughs> he is. He is he's a lucky man. Lucky We're son of a bitch. <laughs> We're both very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, and and going back to that, it took a lot of daily intentions, daily work, daily, um, and it's like. When I say work, it's not like grindy work. It's daily being intentional, waking up every day, seeing the positives in someone, focusing on their strengths. Um, recognize the the where we both are a little bit weaker, mm -hmm. but really focusing on the strengths and how we bring all these amazing tools and resources to the table. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um the beauty in that relationship so we're using the strength of both of us to really make it better and then uh we had a conversation earlier when it comes to kids we became a reunited front with our kids so that they would know that relationship was really really important and they can't pit us against each other so yeah. that's something so yeah yeah i think that's huge that the relationship actually does come before the children mm -hmm. a lot of people think that children become come before self and the marriage, mm -hmm. and I, I think it must go the other way around. Um, it's self is first above the relationship and above children. If you don't take care of yourself, you won't be yeah. able to be there for your children. Well, you'll be empty for your partner as well. Yeah, um, it serves no one. Mm -hmm. So you know, being able to um, honor yourself first, mm -hmm. and then you know, being in a union with your partner. Mm -hmm. um, is the best thing for your children. It is this this ripple effect. Um, and, and I'm not saying you dishonor yourself no. and ultimately your children for the sake of your partner. That's not what I'm saying. But when you're both honoring to yourselves and then you're honoring to your partner, mm -hmm. 
you're able to be a united force. If you're divided and your child is in the middle of that and it's a it's a triangulation, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work. Well, we're teaching them how to be in a relationship and what's acceptable and not acceptable emotionally, physically, mentally, how to act and interact in that relationship. And um, is it okay for your children, you know, to see you in conflict? Of course it is. Right. Um, there are some things that you do keep private, but to, for them to see how you navigate conflict yeah. allows them to see, oh, there here's a healthy way, if you're in conflict in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I should clarify that. But, yeah, it's very honoring to them to see how you can be a, a true partner for each other versus um, in a marriage. Because you can be in a marriage and not really have a partnership. Yeah, and I think it's important to to talk about divorce with this whole parenting yes. issue. Is let's do that. Sometimes it's important um, if you if you do recognize that you're not being honored in a relationship. You know, I've heard so many people, many coaching clients have said, you know, they've had this conflict. Should I leave this marriage because I have these children and is mm -hmm. that the best thing for my kids? And I'm a mediator. So this is also, you know, another thing that comes up is that that's a huge barrier to divorce. And what I always say is, well, Listen do to you your heart. want, <laughs> if your child was in this situation as an adult, what would you want them to do? Mm -hmm. And very often, I, I think all of the time, the, the person time. has said, like, I would want them to leave. I'd want them to honor themselves. And so your actions always speak louder than your words. And so if you model to them that I have the self-worth to leave a situation that doesn't honor me, mm -hmm. and, like, disappointment is part of life. And yeah. so instead of having this facade and pretending like everything is fine, actually bringing that into the light and saying this isn't fine, I'm not being treated well, and I deserve better, and I'm going to give myself better, mm -hmm. um, that shows your, your child that even though there may be some tough consequences, that's what you want them to be doing in the in the future anyway. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing by just tolerating and staying in a situation where you're just compromising and neither one of you are in a, in a healthy place mm -hmm. um, is you're perpetuating the cycle because then eventually your child will remember your actions mm -hmm. and your child will eventually grow up and pretty likely be in the same situation mm -hmm. and then compromise and it all starts over again. Well, and that very same courage that it takes to um, make those hard choices, it's the same courage you'll need to have the life that you um, want to have. So it may not just be that relationship, it be it translates into other relationships and other situations as well. When do you have that courage? Because Courage is a soul thing. It's way deep down in there. It's not a one-time situation. Mm -hmm. So you have to come up with enough courage and show your kids that you can be that courageous in and fight for what you believe in and what you would like to have in a relationship. It doesn't always mean an end. Very often it does because once they... Once you're in that situation, a lot of times it goes that way. But it just means that you're courageous and brave enough to fight for what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's so key and healthy for a child to see. And especially it's for painful. a woman. It's painful, yeah. Um, I, I get to acknowledge and validate. Uh, this has been coming up huge for me lately, is that 
we are not just breaking our own patterns and cycles of codependency and of being convenient and being, um, yeah. you know, we've, we've so learned how to be adaptable and how to just, you know, put on a, a happy face and let things go on that are not okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not just in my own life. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I was just reading a book the other day, 5,000 years women have dealt with oppression. 5,000 years. That's a long time. We have, um, we have demonized the, the feminine. It's been weaker. It, and it used to be, you know, if you look into some mythology and some really ancient historical ways that they looked at women, um, they were goddesses. Yeah. Right? Um, there was power in the feminine. And it was acknowledged. And we've really, really gone away from that. Um, and it's, it's time for that to be rebuilt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, it is. But we get to honor the fact that deep in our DNA, in these generational patterns, it is it is breaking the cycle, not just in my own life, but mm-hmm. for millennia. And so I think acknowledging that is important because I've, I've had so many women sit in my office and say, why is this so hard? Yeah. Why... Why do I sit here and I get it and then I go out there and then I just, you know, put on that mask again and I'm right back in the same place? Why is it so hard? Um, and I think that that is really part of the it's reason. It's deep. It's, it's so really deep. deep in the DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not just breaking our own life cycle. We're breaking a generational cycle. Um, and the fact that we are willing to sit um, in the hot seat, if you will, and we're willing to look at life honestly, we're willing to look at our situation honestly, that is a huge step. Mm-hmm. And you deserve nothing but congratulations if you're willing to even get that far. Mm-hmm. Even if you make no change, even if you just say, I see it for what it is. I recognize it, I'm aware. Yeah. Because I think be- awareness is the first step of even being able to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you are, because otherwise it's like that boiling frog, right? You've been conditioning yourself and, and you take a little more heat and a little more heat. You put the mask on, you don't really feel it and you're going, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. They do something really nice. It's really Mm -hmm. not that bad. And pretty soon you're going, oh crap, I'm boiling up. Yeah. 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 And I, I wrote a post just this week about minimizing and it's exactly that idea. Like, um, we're so good at. You know, Marie, life is good. I'm okay. When really, last night, you know, I barely got any sleep because, you know, husband was drunk and, uh, you know, we got in this big fight or whatever. Like, that might be reality. And then I step out of that and I put on this rosy, like I'm even deceiving myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not that bad. I'm telling myself all this stuff. And that's the reality I'm living in outside of like home life versus outside life like private is somehow different my first marriage everybody was surprised when i got divorced because i had hidden it so well because i was embarrassed um and i felt like a failure i had all those shameful feelings because we got married forever yeah right and and my soul is so loyal and we talked about that too that loyalty so deep Mm -hmm. that you're going okay but but my integrity with myself was so much greater Mm -hmm. and I needed it so much more than the um 
than the pain that showed up and being honest with myself and looking at myself, being able to look at this, myself in the mirror and know that what I did was really the best thing for all of us because it, it's freeing for them as well because mm -hmm. I'm sure they're not living in, in their integrity or their best self either because mm -hmm. we're both just, and sometimes we don't do it because we're afraid of being alone. And we've talked about that before, too. There's a lot of fears that come into play when we're thinking about leaving a relationship or a divorce. And one might be that you're with an abusive partner. And so there's, there's fear. There's legitimate fear of, you know, threats. If you leave, then X, Y, Z will Financial. happen. Financial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have these holds on us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important to recognize, like, there could be abuse that creates fear, but there could also be, you know, a huge one for me is that, that whole uh, frog in the boiling pot of water, as my trust grew and as that person was very loving in the beginning, then you start to give away your power financially. Yeah. You, know, you, start, you start joining things. You start, for me, I ended up living in a home that I had no right to. I didn't own it. Um, and so then the dilemma for me, when I knew I really needed to leave, it was so hard because I had to come to terms with the fact that I'm going to lose my home. I'm going to lose all my things. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to transition all these things. Like it was, it was a much bigger thing than just, um, losing that relationship. It was losing a whole lifestyle. It was losing my home. It was losing, you know, possibly, pets and some of that and stuff. relationships that you built together there's yeah right there's so and much. you can't avoid all of that like there's nope. going to be some um there's going to be some enmeshment and like blending mm -hmm. but when it comes to your financial power be very careful because it's really important to have equality yeah and mm -hmm. the thing is if I'm able to be independent and I don't need the other person, I'm loving that person by choice. Mm -hmm. Love should always be a choice. Always. If I'm there because I feel like I have to be or it's out of obligation, that's not love. Like that, the, the motivation of being there is, is necessity. Mm -hmm. It's not out of love. It's not a want to. And that's a, a sad and scary place to be. Yeah. And I remember... Very close to the end, I remember my partner looking at me and saying, you'll never leave me. You need me too much. Yep. Especially emotionally controlling people. They know the power they have yep. over you. They yep. really do. And, and I think that there's some intention behind that too. You know, at the beginning of a relationship, there's lots of... Um, wooing and spoiling and all of the stuff that they know is going to get you to drop your guard and it is that frog in the pot of water yeah. and then before you know it you're like crap i'm trapped i'm totally trapped i'm um i allowed myself to be walked back into a corner so um and that's their generational pattern too sometimes mm -hmm. their intentions aren't really that they have generational patterns where they've not had a good role model in a relationship as well. And I think that's something that we need to acknowledge is before you get into your next relationship, just really look at how they treat other people. And if, if from, from other women, I would 
actually say if we're speaking mm -hmm. to women at this moment is watch how that person treats all the women in his life, mm -hmm. even exes, especially exes. Yes. Because <laughs> I think how they treat their ex is super important. Um, when Joe, when I was dating Joe, I, I saw how loving and kind he was to her as, as well as the journey. You know, we all intentionally married this person or got into the relationship for some reason, something that we saw in them that we wanted to be a part of. And so you can't, I think that's also negating. If you start trashing the other person, it's also negating and dishonoring to to ourselves as well as because we made that commitment for a reason anyway when I saw how well he treated her and how respectful and honoring of the journey because because it is what it is and it was a learning experience then I knew that I had someone who would be honoring to me under all conditions right and yeah. once we know how they will act in a, a difficult situation because we were blending a family and that's just really hard to navigate mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then then you know that you have someone who's willing to go the distance with you and able to. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, actually, that that was a huge point in a mm. book I read recently. Why does he do that? Um, mm. It's it's a phenomenal book. It is about a good book. Controlling and angry men, and it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of abusive patterns, which um, I don't think. I guess I don't intend to demonize men who have an abuse problem to me it's the same as having an addiction or having any other kind of problem um and it's a thinking it's a mm -hmm. thinking error it's a thinking distortion mm -hmm. um it's not a mental illness it's not a uh, it's not a personality trait no. it's a thinking distortion and it's part of this uh, generational pattern that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Women have been oppressed. Men have also had this thinking distortion. Um, we all have had this thinking distortion, mm -hmm. not just men. Yeah, I was going to say women have played along with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and have we actually didn't know better. Or no, yeah, no, we didn't know better, and they don't know no, better they either. Don't. Um, so it's it's not something to beat them over the head with. It's just to recognize this is what it is and. If there isn't awareness of it and a desire for healing, it, it's going to be a lot of woundedness that ends up hurting you and other people. Mm -hmm. And um, so what, one thing that came out in this book was the idea of listening about how they treated mm -hmm. their exes or what they thought of them. And he really encouraged women to contact the ex, which I thought was really interesting yeah, like advice. And so... And, and I have found this to be true in many relationships. You know, they talk about how much of a bitch the ex was and um, how, you know, they, they took advantage of them yeah. or, you know, all the stuff. And, um, and a lot of abusers, the mindset is, well, they deserved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hit them or yeah, I verbally assaulted them, but yeah. for whatever reason, they deserved it or they wanted it or whatever. Um, there's always a justification there. And um, so to be able to reach out to that person and say, what is this? What's the scoop? Mm -hmm. You know, what was your experience? And that doesn't mean that you have to take their their word for the gospel truth. Sure. But it's just it's a perspective it's an inquiry it's a curiosity and and i like that what was your experience it's just that it's their experience and their perspective mm -hmm. and it'll give you a whole 
a whole different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, especially when there's children involved. You know, you hear, oh, she just wants to take away the kids, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's such a big one. She just, she wants me to lose the kids, and, and she just wants to take all my money, and... <laughs> Um, and then it's, it, it can be a very different story if you call them up and well, actually, you know, there's domestic violence that was there and, you know, there was drugs in front of the kids or whatever that the thing is. But a lot of times the story is a whole lot different than what you're being told. So, um, that's probably a lot deeper story too. Mm -hmm. It's very rarely just these surface things it's Mm -hmm. usually some things that are deeper and I think this is really key um, both for people who are getting into relationships and people who are um, looking at possibly getting a divorce is acknowledging the truth Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of us really really avoid the truth because it's it's scary and it's scary to think about, well, if I, if I acknowledge this, then I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And you don't. First no. of all, that's a lie. You have permission to do whatever you want. Yep. So you can, you can see the relationship for what it is and you can decide, I think I can, I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay if I go to my, my grave with this relationship, knowing that I'm going to be lacking in these areas, knowing that there's some mistreatment going on. It's 100% your choice. Always. Um, but we get to acknowledge the truth. What, what is not serving us well is saying we have these standards and then experiencing something that's very different, but in our minds justifying that somehow, you know, we're either, it's, it's only going to be a little bit of time before He's able to be here. And if I um, just work on, on them. <laughs> yeah. If I he, just, yeah. Yeah. He's getting treatment. He's getting help. Um, so we're, we're perpetually living in this mindset that these are my standards and here's all the excuses, excuses and reasons why I'm not getting that. It's letting them off the hook too. It is. And, and so you're holding them back as well. Yes. I, I'd love to talk about that a little bit more too because um, we often prioritize compassion mm. and being understanding. This was a massive lesson for yes. me in my marriage was I was so tolerant, understanding, and compassionate that it, it really devastated me. Not only did it devastate me because I wasn't getting treated the way that I was worth, but also I didn't hold him to a standard, yeah. right? So um, what we often do is we tolerate and it's actually allowing them to stay in this stagnant way of being because Stuck. Yeah. they may tell you that they are willing to leave. They may threaten to leave. They may act as if your relationship means nothing to them. But I will tell you the fact is <laughs> 60 to 80% of divorces are filed by women. So this means... That they're living everyone, in fear that they're going to lose the relationship. That's they don't really... want to lose the relationship. <laughs> yep. And and they can talk a big talk. But the facts are men leave far, far less than women do. Women get so fed up tolerating bullshit stuff. You just wake up one day and go, okay, I'm done. That's really, I think with women, what I've experienced and what I've experienced with other people is that 
or other women is that sometimes we have this little switch. Mm -hmm. We just get tired and done. You wake up one day and you go, okay, I'm done. I've done, I've tried as much. I've done all the work I know. I don't feel that the work, and that's any relationship, not just marriage. It's just I've done all that I can and it feels one-sided that the work is only only happening on my end and so I'm done. Yeah, I, I well, see that often. this is part of the feminine shadow. The feminine shadow is that we, we will say very politely, this bothers me. This bothers me. Or one me, more try. One or, more try. you know, I'm very gentle about how I come across with what I need to say. Very rarely do we say, XYZ bothers me. If it doesn't change, I will leave. It bothers me to that extent. Mm -hmm. We very rarely have that level of honest conversation. Very rare. And we very rarely stick to it. So, guys don't believe us. And... Because we've taught them how to treat us. A, they don't believe us. And B, they don't even realize how serious it is because we often haven't been honest enough. And this is, this is part of... Yeah, that, and they're that, surprised when you come up and say, I'm done. They're oh, like, oh, yeah. They're like... Well, where did that come exactly. from? Exactly. <laughs> I've I've met several men that are like blindsided. And and the woman for years has been thinking of leaving. The woman for years has been tolerating, but she's never actually said, "Honey, I'm going to leave if this stuff doesn't change." And here's the timeline. If things aren't different in a month, I'm gone and I'll be taking steps to leave. Um that that rarely happens and so the guys are left scratching their head going well I knew it was it kind of bothered her but I didn't know she'd leave over it mm -hmm. and um, so this is something as the feminine side of things and when I say feminine I'm not meaning just female we we have feminine and masculine energy all of us and Everything. some men are more dominant in feminine energy and some women are dominant in masculine energy but the part of the feminine shadow is this um, lack of um, desire to be honest or like that the assertive communication is a masculine energetic trait because it's confrontational and yeah. women don't tend to be and it's part of that generational shadow mm -hmm. that we don't we're not quite comfortable using our voice yet mm -hmm. so what we there get were too to many do. leave it to beaver shows <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that was <laughs> yeah yeah we have a lot of um a lot of deconditioning to do mm -hmm. and so uh one of the things that we get to work on as the feminine is speaking our truth and speaking it fully very candidly and um takes a big act of courage it really is super courageous especially to be fully uh, behind that statement. So, you know, I am willing to leave if XYZ doesn't change. Um, those are really tough conversations. But I want you to hear that um, the men often are, they do value that relationship. Um, they've gotten away with blowing a lot of smoke up our asses for a long time. <laughs> and we let them. And, yeah, and it's not honest. Um, yeah. So... Um, I would just encourage you to own your power in that. Know that, um, there, there certainly is a lot of power in threats. I remember experiencing it. You know, I'm going to throw you out and, um. It's a valid fear too. Mm -hmm. Feeling like you're going to be out on the street. You're compromised, especially if you don't have support. Because, um, 
in either marriage, I didn't feel I had support because my family lived way far away. I had some friends, but I still didn't have that solid support. So it's a valid fear. Mm-hmm. Just continue to build support. and Yeah, it's a valid fear, but just, just acknowledge, too, that it may it may very well be an empty threat. Um, and, you know, if you do read much about abusive patterns... Um, you, even though they threaten to leave, they often don't leave very, like, you can try to make them leave and they don't want to leave. Yeah, I meant that. Um, I mean, it can be... But wait, wait. It can be years and they're still contacting you. So, um, we have to acknowledge the truth in that. Yeah. Um, and acknowledge that we have been, um, we've bought into a lot of lies. So, um, there is there's abusiveness and they get to take full responsibility for that woundedness and they get to take responsibility for healing that and we get to take responsibility for the other side where we've been gullible where we've been scared to use our voice and where we have not been honest and candid Mm -hmm. with our partners agreed Mm -hmm. and own your power absolutely own your power and um and knowing um when when it's okay to leave, instead of judging yourself for that, um, someone isn't honoring your values, it's fully okay to acknowledge that a relationship was a season mm-hmm. and it was a soul contract where you learned a lot from each other and that was the purpose of it and that's okay. They can still be the best choice, the right choice for that, that season. season. And that doesn't mean that they have to be the right choice moving forward. Sometimes we do outgrow people. Or and it doesn't mean you won't ever, ever have another relationship again either. Fuck I no. really, <laughs> I really want people to know that because, like, I'm on the other side of that. Remember, two divorces, and yeah. now I'm, I'm in the happily ever after because it's not Hallmark until it is, is what Joe says. Um, but seriously, it's just being willing to honor your choices and and willing to to wait out and be patient for those things that you really desire and want because it will happen. Mm-hmm. We're training them. We're training who our partners, how we want them to yeah. act in that relationship. And as women in general, we have trained men to think that, that we will be kept in our place and that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of generational <laughs> Every stuff. once in a while, Joe will say, yeah, that's the way she's supposed to be, barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> What? <laughs> Just to kind of get my goat. <laughs> of course. But is that is a pattern we're breaking. Yes. It is a pattern. It is a pattern. Generational pattern. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, what questions do we have? Are we... Oh, I'm so happy to see you all. Hello. Hi, Lori. Hi, Ed. Heather. Catherine. Melissa. Des. Lynette. Nikki. I'm so happy to see all of you guys. Um, I would love to see any questions you have if you if you would like us to address anything specifically. Um, I saw a comment about financial power, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Catherine says, it's what I'm trying to do for my daughter is breaking generational cycles. Des says, financial power. Girls, this is my topic of the week. How did you know? We just know these things. <laughs> We're goddesses. We sense these things. Yeah. <laughs> this is the feminine intuition. It is. We're a powerful force. 
Uh, Des says it's because we think we are crazy for mm -hmm. feeling things they don't want to hear because that's what they call us. So we suppress the feelings or say them politely mm -hmm. or with fear that we are wrong. This is so huge. Mm -hmm. So there is a, a few words that are very powerful in suppressing. And one of them is you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And one of them is you're broken. Um, these are really big words. They hold a lot of power. Well, Selfish it's calling your character one. into question. And so, and we are very honoring beings. So we, mm -hmm. we take that very personally. This came up in a coaching session just this week, actually, where a woman was like, how do I trust my intuition? How do I know that it's not, I'm not just being Because paranoid. we've been pushing it down. And yeah. because we've been told for so long that we're crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we get to acknowledge ourselves and if I really look at the facts and I look at the history of my life um, my intuition has been right a lot of the time and and it's been the time that I've suppressed my intuition and I've betrayed myself that I've gotten into the deepest darkest places mm -hmm. um, and generally those were also the times I was being told I was crazy mm -hmm. And so, um, if you are being told you are crazy, um, recognize that that is, um, that is something that the feminine is also, that is often called and accused of, and it's bullshit. It is not real. Um, own your power. Your intuition is your strongest friend. Mm -hmm. And if you are doubting it, one thing that both, I know Jill and I both do is journaling. Just writing it out and, and, and then you can see for yourself where you're at. You'll know you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. And you always have those trusted friends too that can, you can talk to. But just, yeah, it's just a, an excuse. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I realized too that once I was out of such a toxic situation, I was then able to go back through my journal and see, wow, like that was, pattern's been coming up a couple times. Yeah, yeah I've and, seen that. And like, yeah, he was saying I was crazy, but man, like the opposite is so true. You know, you look back with a whole different perspective. When you're in it, it's really hard to see. Um, this is also another this thing is that true. I, true. I really thought that I was strong enough to be in a situation where someone was really toxic and they were saying a lot of really, um, really awful and cruel things to me. And I was convincing myself I was strong enough mm -hmm. to detach from that and to live in a situation with, you know, with I had other friends and other positive people, and um, today I realize that's not the case. So um, we're all affected by by cruelty, by unkind words, by people calling us we're crazy, or whatever other name, or selfish, or stupid. Um, we are impacted by those things, and I don't have a choice in that. Mm -hmm. I do have a choice to clean up my surroundings and the people I allow in my space. So, and if someone is calling you crazy or calling you names and all those, really look at that because those are indicators that something's not being honored. Because yeah. you're not being honored if you're being called these names or being treated in this way. Mm -hmm. That's not an honoring way of, of living or treating people. So really look at that. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve to be honored. You deserve it. Always. And what honors you always honors, honors all. everyone. Um, 
Okay, I'm gonna see if we have any more questions. I know we are out of time. So it looks like we are good. I appreciate you all being here. Yeah, um, thanks for joining us. We will be back again next Thursday and we plan on continuing mm -hmm. to do live. So I'm really excited fun. about this. Um, so you all have a fabulous week. You can contact us through here. You can also contact us um, through our email me you can contact questions me topics yeah, yeah questions topics that you would like to hear um challenges that you're having even successes how this has mm -hmm. impacted your life we love to hear any of that um you can contact me at defy the average at gmail.com and you can contact marie marie at mariesgold.com looking forward to hearing from you yeah and you can always message us through facebook as well so we love you all and we hope you have a phenomenal week Bye-bye.